I mean, I'm willing to discuss whatever else like that, you know. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, welcome to episode eight of the next episode. It's your boy. Dude, could you picture this song? A good hardcore band needs to cover this shit. I, agree. I can't believe it hasn't been covered yet. I mean, it's got every element. That a hardcore song could be. Yeah, it'd be cool. It's I did fast. get to see him. You saw Soundgarden? Yes. We can get into I that. Don't, I don't know if I saw Soundgarden ever in my life or not. Was that the Riv? That's like 2012. Oh, okay. You cool, know, so cool. somewhat recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I love the breakdown that comes up, like almost at the end of the song. But there's some uh, animals in the region that wish they could break out of their rusty cages this week, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Or I'd like to put some humans in a rusty yeah, cage yeah, for the animals yeah, this yeah. weekend. For sure, for sure. Well, shit. We're <laughs> taking it back with that one. My guest today, it's been a long time coming. He was one of the first people I asked to come on this show when I first started doing this. Um, I did his show. Which you should definitely be listening to if you're into music discovery and into album reviews and all that kind of good stuff. My man Joe Riley from the Musically Medicated Pop. Meditated, okay. From the Musically Meditated or Musically Medicated. I don't know. Music is medicine, right, Joe? It is. The Musically Meditated Podcast. (laughs) Joe Riley, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Thank you for inviting me. Hey, man, thanks for coming. Like I said, it's been a long time. It has. It has. I've been wanting to to get together and chat it up with you, and then this week you hit me up. You're like, I finally got some time off. Yes. Because you're like like on what, shift work? Yes, I am on shift work. I work a DuPont schedule, which is really neat. I I get a week off once a month. Oh. And I get I get two days off in between. Uh, it's a twelve hour work schedule, and it's days and midnights. It flip flat, yeah, it flip flops yeah. back and forth. But you know, uh, with with the podcasting and all kinds of cool little little creative endeavors, I keep finding myself getting into. Plus, with you know, fifty to sixty hours a week at work, mm-hmm. my time is very precious to yeah, me. Like I'm course, sure it is, sure it is for yourself. Uh, you know, where, where do you work exactly? I work at ArcelorMittal. Oh, ArcelorMittal in Burns ah, Harbor. Ah, yeah, by. Uh... My girlfriend uh, used to be the uh, corporate receptionist at the corporate building. Oh, right on! Right when you walked in, so she's company, bro. She well, no, 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 no. She worked for Allied Universal oh. Security. Oh, okay. So, but she knew all the corporate people. She doesn't work there anymore. She actually just picked up a job in like the sales and marketing team at uh, Fair Alloy out at the Port of Indiana. She starts right. Monday. Oh, cool. So, uh, cool. A little better job, better hours. Uh, and it's not like she was working like 55 hours a week, something like the security that. out there. No, she's the no. Yeah. for the security at the mill. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they're, so if you hard on them. Yeah. They, yeah. It sucked. It sucked. She didn't like it very much at all. And uh, so she was in the market for a new job and uh, she finally got one. So we're pretty, pretty happy about that. Um, but how's the podcast going, man? I looked at your page today and I saw one of your pictures had like over 350 likes i was like yeah. oh shit dude that's dope you yeah, know thank you're getting you. up there thank you uh it, it's going well it's a lot of fun you know we've we've been doing it non-stop since uh i think september 2017 mm-hmm. an episode once a week mm-hmm. so 
what I'm starting to realize with like podcasting in general, it's definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to go back to maybe improve some things like to target an audience is a whole nother art form in its own and a business strategy. Are you, are you trying to target a specific audience? Somewhat, but I think it's kind of hard because I talk about so many different genres of music, but I'm still glad that I did that. Like I'm not just focused on heavy metal or just hip hop. It's yeah, everything yeah, for sure. Now, sometimes, you know, I'm coming from like a biased standpoint, but it is what it is. But you know, you've, you've been on and I'm sure you've listened. Like I bring on a guest, um, where we have like a music similarity mm-hmm. and appreciation for a particular right. Record. Like when I came on, it was uh, we we kind of just did hardcore history, yeah. hardcore yeah, stuff you, like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 like a, a mindset and like a posy vibe for sure. Like I don't really want to, I do not want to waste anybody's time, like an hour of their time to listen to to our podcast where we're arguing or something. Like we I, couldn't that 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 could be fun though. Can, I like listening to arguments I personally. Don't. I've just been in so many arguments throughout my life. Like I'm on like coast mode right now. Like yeah. I just want to get along with people. <laughs> yeah, that you know, works. Seriously, it works out better. It's better at the end of the day. Better for your yeah. head and heart. Yeah. To just yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds kind of lame when I re-listen to this, but it's the truth. Like you know, I'm not the easiest dude to get along with in real life all the time. Yeah. So it's like. You know, especially you. bringing bringing guests on and bringing mm-hmm. people in. Um, you know, there's there's businesses. You know, different people with businesses that have come on, and mm-hmm. you know, the affiliation with the Green Door Books and everything. Like, I've always wanted it to be like a positive vibe and professional. You know, and it's it's hard when because a lot of times I notice that like a lot of times the first time I even meet someone in person is when they come in to do the podcast. Yeah, I've never even met them at all before until they're in my house, yeah. sitting in front of me. Yeah. I've had like, you know, social media interactions with them and stuff like that, or maybe uh, shook their hand at their show or something and invited them on, but never, you know, you never know what you're going to get. You get a small little tiny snippet of their personality online or in that real quick interaction in person. But then when they come into the studio, you know, you're going you're to get the full of them. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I like to, uh, if it's someone that I, I've never met prior to the recording to get a feel like sit down um, you know, half hour to 45 minutes, almost to an hour. Yeah. Cause Sretton and I shout out to Sretton, you know, with him and his production skills and his, his just overall time dealing with production and podcasting mm-hmm. with everything else that was going on at the green door network. He was under the impression and opinion that it took, or it does take about 20 minutes for someone to warm up. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've experienced oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it to where, the guest is psyched and pumped to do the show and they can't wait to do it. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be fucking fun. And then they sit down and they lock they up, freeze up, they lock up. And it's, <laughs> it's like, true. wait to do, where'd the other guy go? Where'd the, where'd the person who was all about doing this go? Yeah. And then you got to kind of coax them and like, kind of like remind them like, Hey, you're among friends or, yeah, or Hey, you know, this here. is all good. Yeah. Please, please just be yourself. Yeah. But we be could, the person I invited. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could always edit it out, but Definitely, like I remember the first episode that we recorded, I was so nervous and freaked out. Like yeah. I was sweating like a pig. Like you know, like like I just ran like two miles. Like it took a while to get comfortable, and I would say by like the tenth episode, I was finding my way. So you know, so to speak. yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 learn about who you are as a as a content creator. You know, like yeah, I mean, most of us, um, if you're gonna get into podcasting. You, there's a pretty good chance that you are you have a pretty solid foundation about who you are. You know who you are when you sit down at the mic, but you don't necessarily know who you are as that thing, yeah, as that podcaster, as that content creator. So yeah, I mean, I think 
I think when I did my very first episode when I had Ryan Dexter as my first guest, uh, who later became my partner. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Um, it was weird because I like I've known the guy all my life, but like I was you know and I and I was like I had no idea exactly what it was I was doing. I was in his house trying to do my thing, and then when we had Kyle on our okay. friend Kyle yeah, Kyle yeah. Norris, Kyle. Uh, uh, things were a little. I was I was in a weird spot. I was, I just found out about my ex like cheating on me and shit like that. So I was like in this like weird depression. Understandable. Uh, state. So it was like, that was a hard episode to get through. But then by like the fourth or fifth episode, I was like, you know what? I think I know what I'm doing. I think I got this, you know, because I had like my fourth episode was my first real awkward guest. Um, <laughs> shout out Mike Brown. What up, Mike? Mike Brown. He was, he was, he, he, he forced me to like, how do I get, how do I teach myself how to get over an awkward guest uh, over, a uh, over, a uh, um, a guest who, who thought he had a shoe in and thought he was ready to go, but then once the mics came on, he was a little he got clammy. Yeah, you know. So I like, like, man, he wasn't as funny as I thought he'd be. But we got through it, you know. So you learn about yourself. You um, do. You do. And it, when I first met Sretton, he had just pretty much just started doing podcasts and stuff like that. And your guys' little studio space was just this like, it was kind of like just messy and just like uh, like didn't really have like a nice table or nothing now it looks like you guys have really got some cameras going on it looks like you guys have really cleaned up the thing how has Sretton been influential in all that and how how has working with him uh been a positive for the show it's been a huge positive i think uh you know in life certain people come and go right and i i had never known i did not know him at all and i randomly ran into him randomly ran in like that uh <laughs> At uh, Three Monkeys, now it's called the Brickyard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was at the Down bar. Down there in, in Hobart. You rep, yeah, you're a Hobart guy. I'm a Hobart guy. Re- yeah, represent. Represent right the Brickies, baby. Represent the Brickies. But uh, I ran into him. We started to talk. We uh, realized we had an interest in meditation. And then uh, I mentioned podcasts. And he's like, dude, my friend and I, shout out to Mike, we just bought Green Door Books. He's into books. I'm into studio and recording, and I love podcasting. He's like, you should come over and just try it out. So from there, it just grew into what it is today, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm happy to have him in my life and then met him, you know, met him in my past. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Sretton's, uh, he's, he's a hard worker, you know, like you said in the beginning, it was, it was, you know, very, um, just at its primal stage. Now right. it's at a very professional stage. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's a good working relationship between him and I, because we're to the point where he doesn't necessarily have to be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. You've you, you've you've picked up enough knowledge from him and what he does behind the scenes. Well, no, I so, still need to learn that, like the editing and you know what we were talking oh, about. Yeah. I don't edit Mike. shit because I don't know yeah. how to fucking do that. Right, shit, but man. but like the techie part, like yeah. I, I need to learn a lot from him still because of that. But uh, I I've also learned how to speak on the mic and and try to you know find a confidence, so to speak. Yeah, you know, right like on. he was very influential in that, like giving me the opportunity to to start it off mm-hmm. you know i mean he's he's a huge part of it and if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be podcasting probably i mean that was always the plan like uh uh rest in peace to my friend ricky remember you were with me like yes. right after i found yes. out yes i he, remember that that night passed that's out. right passed yeah away. yeah and uh we released that as our 50th episode because that was the first thing we ever recorded so ricky and i always wanted to start a podcast so i like called him up and i was like hey let's go over to green door books like this dude's threatened mm-hmm. you know he's got all the recording equipment so we went there and i'm glad that ricky 
was able to be on there because now we were able to share it with all of his friends and family. And, yeah, okay, you know, yeah. a voice lives forever, and like, of course, not trying to be a buzzkill, but it's no, like, yeah, it, it's no. a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Know? Like, that's if, really cool. Yeah, like if I were to pass away tomorrow, like there's. You know, 80 some episodes. The internet doesn't die. It doesn't die. Right. Your right. voice is there forever. Like, especially like, you know, Chris Cornell with Soundgarden and a yeah. lot of these artists that we love that have unfortunately passed. have passed away. Like, they are always being relived through their music. So, like, back, did you, did back you hear to about Ricky. Prince's vault? No. The, all right. So, Prince had one of those at Paisley Park Studios. He had one of those, like, real ass, like, turn the fucking wheel vaults. And his family was able to get into it. And they said that they have, they found enough music to release an album a year for the next century Holy and they shit. just i think it's only on like title right now or maybe apple music but they just released a uh a new a new uh, all unreleased prince prince material well because i know that his sister from what i recall she was getting kind of greedy with shit wasn't oh, yeah. she i don't or, know, or I don't know. Fa- maybe there was just a little turmoil with the family and splitting everything mm-hmm. but don't mm-hmm. quote me on that but yes uh prince man purple rain that's a great record oh yeah it's one of the best so i guess we're gonna we're gonna hear new Prince music, cool. new old Prince music, cool. From here to till probably till we're fucking dead. dead. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like a Tupac, or you know, Tupac always had something. Oh wait, he's not alive. No. <laughs> oh damn, that, that's I thought, another I thought episode. He was, I thought he was just, fucking alive. <laughs> just so. do a whole, thought just he was do like a... in Cuba somewhere, just chilling. <laughs> at a Boston Celtics game. Remember, there was like a lot what? of those. Yeah, there was a lot of lookalikes, and there's this dude that looked just like him. No shit. Yeah, and he showed up at a Celtics game, and like the internet was blowing up. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I wish there was a Biggie lookalike. There's not too many of no, those. Biggie was one of a kind. Yeah, one of a kind. There's a lot of dudes who look like Tupac, <laughs> but there ain't too many dudes who look like Biggie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, all right, tell me about musically meditated. Okay. All right. Uh, honestly, uh, obviously, in the in the title, you got music. So, tell me about that. Tell me about your passion and what led to you starting that, and like, what is the the baseline of what musically meditated is about? Yeah, the baseline of what musically meditated is about is like it's music discovery, but it's turned into more of a positive music um, discussion podcast. To where, like I mentioned, I'd bring on a guest with a like-minded uh, musical taste as my own, and we feed off of that energy together and talk about what we like about a particular record or an artist. I'll also bring on guests that our business you know that have sort some sort of a business and then together we'll find a musical connection and how that inspired them in you know their business making okay. like a shout okay. out to like smugglers yeah. coffee yeah as an example or gabe from grindhouse yeah. Or, yeah 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 you know I ha- i've had a ton of guests and i've also done some inter- interview based things with bands too uh so you know just a, a an overall hour-long music conversation about something we both enjoy or a new album that came out that has made an impact on us like in the beginning it was all review based and then it just kind of organically turned into something else you know like it wasn't necessarily pre-planned i didn't plan it that way but i wanted it to be more of not necessarily just about what the hell i think all the time but right. bring you on so you can bring in your opinion and flavor of like a different style of hardcore or something yeah as an example do you do any negative reviews? Do you ever talk about things you didn't like as much? You know what? My dad and I, I've had him on twice. Uh, That's cool. He just did, like we did like 1977 and that was like a big year for rock for him and a lot of his experiences. And like we went through the best records, like rock records of 77. And I let him kind of go off on his tangent of like hating Cheap Trick or something. Okay. But that's yeah. about as negative as we've gotten, you okay. know. But I'll do like a thing too, like a part of the format is... Uh, 
I like don't like what you like where I'll get on my soapbox, so to speak, and kind of hate on shit that everybody else likes, but I don't do it all the time. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't listened to your latest episode, but you reviewed Igor. Yes. The new Tyler record. Yes. And so I'm going to I'm gonna guess you like it. I love Tyler, yeah. See, I, I just... Uh, I, Not a I, fan? I just don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. Uh, I thought... I think it's... I, I, I feel like if you're over 30... Tyler just shouldn't be in your fucking playlist, man. And like, I don't get him. Is he? Is he? I guess I'm breaking. He he went from. He went. (laughs) I I got so many stupid rules, dude. I got so many fucking rules. It's all right, dude. But uh, I don't expect anyone to live by him except me. But uh, and those closest to me, even better. Fucking respect my rules. No, uh, I just feel like is he? He used to be like a gay basher, and now he like maybe he is gay, and like. I don't know. It's just there's something about him that like just. Well, I feel like I don't know what it is. I I feel just I cannot get behind that style of rap. Okay, I mean just his personality and what he might sarcastically say about you know a sexual orient. Like you don't like like his message or his his overall. I mean, you don't know what his message is. Yeah, there you go. I okay. don't know. I feel like he contradicts. I guess that maybe that is part of it. Part of the thing, like just to you know contradict right. and maybe he's trolling. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think but go ahead. I, I guess I'll have to listen to I guess I'll have to listen to your to your episode. Yeah, I think Tyler in the beginning, like he he caught my attention with uh, the Goblin track. I always thought that he had a cool flow, and I did like his shock jock shit. Yeah, so yeah, to speak, yeah, you know, yeah. it caught my attention. But do you remember the or was it the Yonkers video? I don't know if it's Yonkers or Goblin, but he's just sitting on a stool and it's black and white, and it's a very easy beat, and it's got a he's got like a total Method Man flow to him that I that always appealed to really? me. Really, you think yeah. so? Yeah. You know, with the baritone voice and kind of like the smooth, casual thing going on. And then he like ate a cockroach and threw up. And I'm like, this dude's intense. You know, like I was just into him. But what I would have to say about Tyler, like back then when he was saying just random shit, he's kind of like the class clown that wanted all the attention. Yes. And he would take the negative and the positive. But I think he's a very, very... uh, artistic and talented dude because yeah, the I, whole I, I agree future there. thing like i'm yeah. a huge earl sweatshirt fan see i like earl and uh what's her I name i like frank ocean i like earl Frank ocean's dope and uh the internet with sid the kid she's a female singer it's mm. like a r&b group from okay. future have okay. you listened to them no oh the internet's the shit dude it's they're like, called the internet yeah i, I swear i've heard they're of like that. A, they're a band and it's got like a real r&b 90s swaggy okay. swanky vibe to it but uh he's kind of he was the the class clown and now He's maturing into like his own his own thing, and I yeah, respect he's de- him for yeah, it. he's definitely does his own thing. I like that show that he had on yeah Adult Swim. Yeah, I thought cool. I thought that shit was pretty funny. Yeah, he's a funny I, dude. Yeah, you know? I mean, regardless, I don't me personally, I don't care what his his sexual preference. Oh no, is. I I, I yeah. really don't care. It's just yeah. it's just I feel like he's throwing a lot of uh, mixed signals or something. Yeah, like, he is, but he's kind of like in the I kind of like like a Morrissey thing, you know, like you don't know, so the you know like the romanticism of the unknown, you know, okay. especially with like a sexual preference, you know, because really at the end of the day, love is love. And it doesn't right, really, course. you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. So he could be singing about a dude or a girl, but so who cares? You love Morrissey. I do. And you are a, and it's so, it's so non-typical for me <laughs> when I see you and you're kind of like, kind of this buff dude, backwards hat, you know, like what I don't expect, saying, bro? I don't, you, <laughs> you, don't, I, you don't look like your typical Morrissey fan, and I'm not just going out there to say any fan looks typical. <laughs> well, oh, now, and you're a staunch defender of Morrissey. I, I saw am. the other day, yeah, I was one triggered. of our mutual friends posted something about yeah. Morrissey being a piece of garbage, and yeah. you fucking went ham like like four different times. And I and even before I started reading the comments, <laughs> like I Joe's thought pissed. to my head, I thought 
Q Joe Riley. <laughs> I was like, and I started looking in the comments specifically, like I gotta see where, what Joe has to say. Right. Um, I uh, I try not to get triggered with the social media thing. I, I was off of Facebook for eight years. Oh, There's been a few things that, that have man. triggered me. As far as Morrissey goes, I'm not gonna dive too deep into defending him right here, right now. I did have an episode recently everyone should check out in defense of Morrissey, but we focus on the positives and how he was influential, like to me on a personal mm-hmm, level. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things that he does say that are very cringeworthy that I don't agree with. Of course. Uh, but we but that, are, I mean, that's that's a lot of people. It's kind of one of those things, too. Like, where do you separate uh, the art from the artist? The, not the art from the artist, but entertainment at entertainment value level, you know, like. Oh, I'm just going to overlook what he has to say about A, B, and C because he means something to me. Like, you could also look at R. Kelly in that same line. Well, see. Or we, Michael Jackson. What I think, I think of it in this term. If if the artist just says fucked up things. Which he does. But doesn't do fucked up actions, I'm okay. Right. Like, I can separate the art from the artist with Morrissey. I can listen to The Queen is Dead and enjoy it. And not give a fuck about what Morrissey's political career or, or ideals are exactly. because he didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And also being that he goes out of his way to make sure he doesn't hurt the most helpless among us by being a vegan. And an animal. That, lover. An animal rights just, activist. Just... I, I appreciate that about him. But like Michael Jackson, I have a hard time listening to Michael Jackson now because I know that he hurt people in his life. Yeah. R. Kelly. I, I mean. Bump and Grind is one of the classics. You should have opened Remi- this episode with Bump and Grind. Remix to Ignition. <laughs> uh, then they might wonder what's going on in here. Yeah, right. Andy and Joe getting together for they don't see nothing wrong <laughs> with what they're doing. It's a little humid in that room. But uh, it, it's hard for me because they hurt somebody, you know. And But then again, I, I'll listen to Mayhem knowing like the pain that they yeah. caused people by burning down churches and murdering each other and putting pigs you know? heads on this on an impaled state yeah, like yeah. seriously yeah sh- yeah fucked up shit. shit like that so i guess like my, my hypocrisy either either only goes so far or knows no bounds yeah but um so what what is it about morrissey for you what that, where did you find that deep connection with him because it seems yeah. to me that that's your favorite of all time uh, i mean he is at the moment uh i mean i'm i'm Forever and will always be a huge Deftones fan. I know and, and fanboy well, with Chino. So the Deftones brought me. But Morrissey to them. and Deftones are, you know, they're almost. You can't have one without the other. And true. In a, nowadays, in a, in a weird you way, you at least can't have Deftones without Morrissey. Yeah, or yeah. the Smiths because Chino. You know, if you read a lot of Chino's earlier interviews, his his huge like his huge musical influence was his sister, and his sister listened to nothing but new wave. And, yeah, and and jangle pop, so to speak, like the Smiths and. Mm-hmm. You know, he said the first few songs he ever sang were Morrissey and Danzig tunes, you know. So he's, I think that's what was cool about Chino. He approached heavy music kind of from a weird, I don't know, new wave influence because nobody else was doing that. Remember, like, Jonathan Davis would kind of do the hush shit, but yeah. Chino had his own approach. Yeah, he kind of what he kind of is the like the Morrissey of heavy music in yeah. so many ways just because, like, his, his lyrically, he is so romantic. Yes, he is. But dark. Yeah. And... He, you get that sense of like, like I always found like this, like this, this attractive sexual violence almost to, mm-hmm. to his lyrics. Very seductive. Yeah. Very seductive. And yeah. the same thing with, with, with Morrissey. Morrissey too. Yeah. And Morrissey was always really good in my opinion with the clever wit, you know, like girlfriend in a coma, like mm-hmm. that could be taken so many ways, but it's very, very sarcastic. And he studies from the school of Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde is one of my favorite writers of all time. Mm-hmm. He has some of the best one liners, you know, and, there's like a snarky, sarcastic, uh, intellectual 
approach to his lyrical content. And I think a lot of that's just, you know, just from maybe uh, a lot of Irish folklore and like really digging deep into Morrissey and like just his influences. Like I've, I've, I've dug that deep, mm-hmm. but back to your original question, what is it? Where, where did I get into him? It had a lot to do. Like I lost my best friend, not to be such a buzzkill. And I was going through a divorce, like at the same time. So prior to that, I really liked the Smiths and I really liked Morrissey, but like those records, you know, a lot of Smith stuff, more Smith stuff got me through like that really dark moment in my life. See, I have, I have a very similar situation where I lost, I was going through divorce and while I didn't lose my best friend, our relationship ended. Yeah. Our friendship ended. Our friendship since second grade ended. Yeah. Uh, so I, in a many a way, I haven't seen him or talked to him in over two years. So in a many a ways, it was like losing him in a, not you know, not in a real way, but, and I mine was Joy Division. I, right. ca- I came to Joy Division. I listened for a bait. lot of Joy Division during my dude, divorce too, dude. <laughs> they, they, I had always known of Joy Division, but they came to me at that time, and I never got into them before. And then I heard Atmosphere. It, during I was you know going through some troubles and that song just and I just fell in love with Joy Division. I went and started you know I bought got all the records and got the T-shirt, got the fuck, got a poster framed. Like I just, Joy Division like, Street be, Team. They became they became <laughs> yeah. one of my like they became one of my like all time favorite bands almost overnight. Yeah, and I, like you know in the Smiths and Joy Division very similar, similar. Uh, era. Yeah, both well, from Manchester. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Manchester music scene. Manchester in the, in the seems late pretty 70s. legit. Yeah, man. very legit. Very legit. Um, you don't seem to have. I, I always wonder. You don't seem to have a lot of local bands on the no. show. I think that in Northwest Indiana right now is a well of like awesome punk music, awesome heavy music with bands like Get By, Low Country. Yeah, I've checked them out uh, because of you. You know uh, what I mean? And you're, you're. And yeah, you're we. I, I've had them on before. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and there's more and more. There's more and more. There's you know, Stop, Drop, Rewind, uh, Heart, Spineless, Heartless, all these. And it's. I feel like. I feel like your platform. It would be so good to have at least one or two of the guys from those bands come and sit in with you, uh, even if you don't like know them on a personal level at all. But uh, why is that? Have you is that a conscious effort that you've made not to that's have a, local bands? That's a good question. I have had local bands. Oh, I know you have had a, a, yeah, a few. A few I feel like maybe feel like, like a handful. Um, that's a good question. I've never really sat down and thought of that. I have had like a hard time separating. Like, do I really fully enjoy this? Like the particular music or not. Okay. You know, now that's just a bias thing. So, you know, I've experimented with other people from different bands and there was nothing we had musically in common. But, you know, I I still, it was still a good episode. But it's kind of one of those, like, I'd rather go into the fight knowing a little bit about you and knowing that, okay, I could pick this out of your tune so we can talk. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Regardless if they're um, local or not, I think. You know, bringing in just local bands too, it kind of pigeonholes you into just you know targeting your audience on a local level. Okay. You yeah. know, I've yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. I have total respect and love from you know for the region and where I'm from and Hobart and Chicagoland, but I was never going into musically meditated just to appeal to. Of course. Here. Of course. Of course. You know, like I, because like I get a lot of gratification like when I hear from you know. Uh, a girl in France reaches out like, hey, dude, that Deftones episode was dope. Like, thanks. Like, that shit's awesome. Yeah, because talking about the the, the big na- uh, worldwide touring bands, 
can give you, you know, that gives you access to a worldwide audience. Yeah. So if I just kept interviewing more local stuff, I think that would just. Well, not even necessarily interviewing, but just having that conversation. Like you could have, I could have a guy in here from, from a local band and we don't even have to talk about their band. Yeah. Like one, uh, I did an episode of uh, this podcast is garbage where we, we, we ran down our top 20 albums of the year and we had Larry, the guitar player from get by. And we never even talked about get by on that episode. Maybe just like a, Hey, what's get by doing right now. Okay, cool. And then we went into musical discussion yeah. about all the things we had been listening to throughout 2017 or 20, 2017. Yeah. And, uh, so like, I don't necessarily think that like to have a local band or a member of a local band in the, don't necessarily have to talk about what it is they're doing at the time true but i just i, I just think that there's some guys out there who would be great well on please show. yeah please send them my way okay, dude i'm yeah, open yeah. like i you know to anybody listening and if you've listened to musically meditated i'm always open for constructive criticism and finding ways to get better so i'll definitely take that in consideration and i have had i would say there's probably a trend of like every seventh episode i have a musician on that isn't a band or wasn't a band, yeah, probably. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I do have a lot of guests, so you know, specific um, episodes that were just about that band while interviewing them, mm-hmm. maybe four or five. You know, like what was really cool was Birds and Row, as an example. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. just getting to catch up with them, and that was like yeah. after their show, yeah. it was post show so interview. Good, that was cool. Yeah, was that's really awesome. Cool. Uh, you're having. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I think you're having two of my favorite people in the world on your show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually going to be a weird time recorded. Yeah. Tuesday. Matt and Jared. Yeah. yeah. I just ran into Jared last night. Okay. Uh, went to went to eat at uh, his uh, restaurant, P- uh, Tomato Bar, and I uh, saw him there. And um, I told him you were coming in today. And he's like, oh, we're going to do their show. And I was like, no shit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love the. The, the, the inner. The intertwining. The intertwining of the local podcasting yeah. and stuff. Um have I'll give you some tips. Okay. <laughs> Matt and Jared. Have beer. Okay. Have beer on hand. Right. Uh they like two hearted. Yeah, I've noticed. Um they don't need no snacks and like that because they don't eat, they only drink. Uh <laughs> and um don't take anything they say seriously. Okay. That's that's it really. I have an idea of the, of, yeah. of a format and it you know a They're majority the funniest, of it's gonna but, be ad lib and we'll be uh, good. Matt will come at you with some obscure like emo core stuff that you never heard of because <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, who, who? And then he shows it to me and I'm like, oh, this is good. And they love, uh, he loves Manchester orchestra. Okay. And uh, Jared just, Jared is, isn't he, he from Colorado or something or Jared originally? Yeah. yeah. I think Colorado, Florida. I think he lived in, he lived in I'm Florida for a while. Shit about that. Um, about being from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He lived in Florida for quite a while. Then they moved up here when they decided uh, when him and his, uh, buddy decided to do the restaurant thing. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're entertaining for sure. They are very entertaining people. Uh, I think they were like the, we had them on the most times when we were doing T pig. Uh, you know, when we met them, we, we went on their podcast the day we met them. Like it was a Monday and, I hit him. I found him. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Another NWI podcast. How you guys doing? Oh, great. You want to come on our show? Yeah. Like, when? <laughs> Where are you? Tonight's cool. Uh, I was thinking maybe we plan this. No, come over tonight. So I hit up Ryan. I was like, hey, these guys want to come over tonight. They didn't have a setup for four people. So we go to Ryan's place, get all his, like, bring a bunch of shit from his house, disconnecting boards and shit, and bring it all over to their house, hook it up. Two hours later, we're sitting down podcasting. And that was the infamous who... 
who gives a fuck about a part? Oh uh, yeah, when I when the, I the, when I might have said drama, when I might have said some uh, some <laughs> perhaps happens. regrettable, yeah, should uh, yeah, especially when you hang out with them because they start slamming the beers and yeah, uh, liquor never... lips, man, will get you in trouble. I've uh, <laughs> I've learned myself. I'm not going to get into it or, or name drop, but there was a a couple times I've derailed someone else's podcast because I had too many cocktails. So, you know. You learn you learn by your mistakes, or hopefully you do. So I don't really do that anymore. Like I don't, uh, I don't, I don't really drink. I was gonna offer you a beer, and I forgot. I appreciate it. I mean, I forgot. I mean, I'm not saying I don't drink at all, right? But of course, like, yeah. I don't, I don't get liquored up before. Yeah, the it's show. probably it's probably best. It's probably yeah. best. What what podcasts are you do you listen? Are you listening to other podcasts yeah, right now? Like for sure. like nationwide ones, big time. Yeah, podcasts? I'll, I'll I'll plug some for sure. Juice Pro Juice Pro Wrestling. That's okay. my homie Justin Wallace. If yeah. you're into, have you been on that show? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. If you're into pro wrestling, uh, with a, a a comedy flavor and and pop culture flavor to it, like it's it's really good. It's really entertaining, and he's doing well. His following's great. I mean, he's a brother to me, so yeah. I have his back till death, so definitely check out uh, Juice Pro Wrestling. Another one is Chromatic Distortion. That's my homie Corey Caesar. Yeah, I saw you uh, posting about him. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's doing well too. I think he's where's right, he out of? He's from Hobart. Okay, he lives in Crown Point now, but he's from Hobart. Him and I have had a history. We we grew up together, and he has a all topic format type of deal. Like yeah. he'll talk about serial killers, but he does a really good. He does a, a great job at his research and his format because, like, I came on and we talked about the Leaving Neverland documentary and the R. Kelly one, just as an example, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really good. And he really has his shit together. So everybody, check out Chromatic. Yeah, I need, I need to check that one out. And it's a solo thing too, so I give him a lot of credit. Like, and you're doing that now too. Like, Sometimes, you're not afraid if, to just do an episode by yourself, and that's very intimidating yeah, it's, it's, to me. Yeah, the hardest thing about doing an episode by yourself is filling the time. Yes, and uh, it's like I listen to a couple. Podcast. I listen to Crystalia and Theo Vaughn, who they both do solo podcasts, and but they live lives that can fill an hour. Exactly, they live that 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 Los Angeles com- professional comedian lifestyle. Palm trees, sunlight. Well, just yeah. going on tour, yeah. being in different cities every weekend. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, leaving the house for me is not that big of. A, I don't do it. I go to the store. I go to the gym. <laughs> I go to work, and maybe I'll go get some. And food he doesn't listen to Tyler the Creator because he's over thirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I'll admit, I, there's probably some music. Out, there's some ball. music out there that I'm probably way too old to be listening to, some pop punk and whatnot. But you know, <laughs> but like I don't. It's hard. I, I haven't done. I think I've only done one episode so far solo. Maybe yeah, two. I listen to it. I think maybe that, one or two. I can't remember. But yeah, and they've only been like half hour long. That's all you need. I think I've done two. I think I've done two two by myself, and uh, they're fun. It is intimidating though, because oh, yeah. when you're sitting here and all, and it's just you alone in a room staring at your monitor, and then you're like, you don't have anyone to bounce off of or to remind you to like give you that little click. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I first started, I was like, I wanted to do the whole thing by myself, and I was like, no, I, I still want to talk to people. That's why I did this in the first place because I like talking to people. I yeah. like, you know, just and and how much can I actually. How much in my life is actually cool enough for someone to listen to once a week or even once a month? Because that's, that's when that doubt I, that doubt starts yeah, creeping it start, in. It starts creeping in, and it can be debilitating, it's crippling. Yeah, dude. it's fucking weird. It but is I, weird. I think I peeled. I think I pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I pulled it off the couple times I did it, and I'm not saying I won't do it again. But I actually have a list of guests I want to talk good, to. Good. So, uh, but yeah, Corey is good at that. Uh, and like you said Theo Vaughn. Not to take anything away from Corey and Chromatic Distortion, but. He definitely has a Theo Vaughn vibe. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So well, that makes so, me want to check him out more because so, yeah. he's one of my favorites. Yeah, so, so check out Corey. Um, 
I listen to Sam Harris. I think it's called mm-hmm. Making Sense now. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite of all time. And originally, when I started listening to podcasting, was Bill Burr, and that was just him solo by yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't listen to that anymore, but I, I, I couldn't get into Burr. I like Bill Burr. I think he's great as a guest, and I think his comedy is top notch. But listening to his, his Monday Morning Rant podcast, I just too much sports for yeah. me. I'm not a sport dude. I'm not a sport dude. I mean, sports are cool, whatever. Not enough for me to really delve into. I mean, I like I like Fighter and the Kid, and they talk about like MMA and UFC and stuff like that. And I can dig that, but yeah, that was my thing with Bill Burr. I was like, I don't care about the Giants and the Jets, mm-hmm. you know, or the Yankees and the Mets, you know. I don't. It's whatever. Axe to Grind is a good one too. Axe to Grind's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Shout out to uh, Nick from Numerality Zine. He's uh, affiliated with them. He's been on Musically Meditated trying to think uh sam reed's near-death experiences is really cool okay, okay. I, I randomly stumbled across that and i've reached out to him but what he does is he gets uh someone's near-death experience story and he reads it and then he reflects on it but it's stories from all around the world and different religious perspectives okay it's really cool so that's another one and i'm trying to think off the top of my head what else uh jabberjaw media has some good shit mm-hmm. and i think that's it that's all i could think of right now I'm mostly, I'm mostly. And Weird Time Recorded is cool. Yeah. And shout out to uh, uh, Hey My Man, Dave. Okay. He's got some good content yeah. for sure. He's been doing it for a long yeah, he's, time. Yeah, he's been doing it probably the longest in Northwest Indiana. Yeah. They've really been doing it yeah. for a long time. Um, who are you listening to right now? Music-wise? Yeah. I've been jamming that new Tyler. I guess we could yeah. stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's obvious. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool that that was number one. I think it dropped a couple I heard what's his name's pissed DJ Khaled. Yeah, he was. All, he was throwing a, it. Yeah, he's a douchebag. But throwing temper tantrums with his management team or his record label that he didn't get he's to like, number I one make spot. Hits or something. Remember, he's like, you hear that in the background? Those are hits that I make. Like, yeah. What are you talking about, dude? I, I can't stand that guy. Just leave Tyler alone. And who else? Who bumped him? I don't remember. But uh, another rapper that everyone should check out if you like more abstract like Aesop rock type of rhymes a dude named Billy Woods mm. you ever heard of Billy Woods mm. no he just came out with a new record he's uh he's got this crazy like flow almost like deaf poetry jam and real cynical type of rhymes it's it's you know if you're a fan of MF Doom or Aesop rock okay. to where yeah you know it doesn't have any commercial appeal at right. all yeah 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 and if you really want to try to break down the lyrics he's doing something really fun and then i'm going to go see nails tonight i was well, yeah, that was yeah. going to be my next question you were mentioned that you had a show to go to yeah. tonight so that's nails and nails misery and index. index they put out a good new, they put out a brand new record too that i like a lot and nails came out with a couple singles yeah, Max they got those, yeah, on yeah, one yeah, one. yeah yeah that song that's i like the max cavalera one better, better than so uh, do i yeah speaking of max cavalera did you like that last soulfly record from last year i didn't really check it out dude it's fucking dope is it yeah I, okay I, I, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. You keep up like that's one thing with doing the podcast. I'm always thinking of content on a weekly basis. Yeah. So like the origin, like the original format of keeping up by reviewing mm-hmm. new records, kind of like what Fantano does on the needle drops. So yeah. Shout yeah, out yeah. To him. I don't know how he keeps up. Dude, but like, that guy's. I can't keep he's up. He's crazy. He, I can't yeah, keep he's up. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, having a driving job is how I keep up. I'm able to, I listen to every podcast I want to listen to and I check out every fucking album. And even if I only listen to it once, I sometimes I'll listen to an album, really like it, but never revisit it again. I think that's the problem with the streaming age. Yeah. Everything's disposable. Um, and if I really like something, I'll buy it yeah, or I'll same. buy the tickets to go to the show. Um, uh, but, uh, and there's, there's very rarely anymore. Does even if I like something, does it get multiple, multiple, multiple plays? Um, but 
I've already since yesterday. I've already listened to New Cave In three times. Yeah, how uh, is that? I listened to the single. The new Pelican single's tight too. I I I saved the record into my Spotify, but I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Um, that new it's that Cave In's their best since Jupiter. It's fucking good. I mean, you could tell that because you know they lost their yeah, bass Caleb. player Caleb, and they put that heart and soul of that loss of the of that loss into the record. Because Nate's playing bass, isn't he? From Converge? yeah, Nate. Yeah, Nate Newton's playing bass. Yes, and uh, it, I mean all those guys are those. Hydrahead Industry, Converge guys, those are all, they're all, all, all those Massachusetts guys, they're all, yeah, in it together, uh, which is great. Like, I mean, that's how I found all those bands was through them. Like, was I, through Cave-In? No, through Converge first. Oh, yeah, same. And then, and then Cave-In and Isis and and so on and so forth. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a really good record. Um, They've always been supportive of, of Musically Meditated. Like, I've, you know, like through messaging and whatnot, and then after that Birds and Row interview, they hooked me up with uh, their publicists. So Where Your Wounds just came, and I was trying to get an interview, but like the time schedule and the time conflicting things, like it just didn't work out. But they've always been really supportive. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm psyched to hear that Where and, Your Wounds record. And, yeah, and, and you know, they keep tabs. I, I, I feel like when you're so independent, it's hard to really find a niche, mm -hmm. so to speak, mm -hmm. with like the political side of, I don't know, crossing the right paths with certain publicists and in the record companies, but the more independent they are, the more open they are. Um, a couple of years ago, I guess it was the end of 2017. Um, my buddies and I, we got tickets to see converge in Philadelphia at the union transfer. And I found it was my, my one buddy who lives out in Jersey, right out, right out. He lives in Jersey, but right outside Philly, basically. And, uh, he's a, um, Iraq war vet spent time in Iraq, Afghanistan, and he's a cancer survivor. Wow. And, uh, converge got him through those treatments and all that. And so I was like, this would be a great opportunity for me to use my charm and my, uh, my letter writing abilities to get your swag. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> to get my friend and us, like me and my other friend too, an opportunity to meet, the guys in converge and i told i wrote jake bannon personally email and i told him kevin my friend kevin i told him his story about how you know he'd be in iraq listening to fucking jane doe how he'd be a cancer treatment listening to you fail me and just all and all this and that and i was like i would love a chance we're traveling from northwest indiana to philly to see you guys i would love a chance for us to all just get in a room together and just talk and hang out and he goes Here's my road manager's phone number. Text him when you're in town. And we did. And, dude, we sat in a fucking room this size, little green room. Me, my friend Dan, my friend Kevin, and three out of four members. Of the, the only person that wasn't there was Kurt. And we sat there and just hung out and talked for an hour. That's awesome. It was fucking beautiful. We were uh, – Kevin was crying because he started to tell his story, you know, about beating cancer and cancer that he got that he thinks I'm pretty sure got through – like burn pits in Iraq. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. And like how Converge's music helped him through all those tough times and shit like that. And then the tears started flowing and I started getting choked up. I could see fucking the guys in the band were like, damn, we didn't know you were going to come in here and do this to us. <laughs> and like, that's the power of like the independent music scene and like social media mixed together and how like I was able to know where they were going to be. To reach out and, and touch reach them. out and touch. And they were so welcoming it was i mean these guys are heroes of ours 
you know, like music that we'll never stop listening to. I think Converge is the greatest hardcore band of all time, and I'll never stop listening to them. And just to, just for them to be like, yeah, that is a that would be awesome. We love, we loved, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was really awesome. I it's awesome that they've, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's awesome that they've that you've been able to like contact them contact and try them to and set, stuff thing, like that too. set things yeah. up. I mean, all they can do is really you know refer you to their publicist, and they've done that. So shout out to those guys for sure. Uh, but it, it is a game. Like it would be cool if you and I could do this for a living. You know, that, yeah. that's that's a dream job. But for sure, you know how it is. You're working your forty or fifty or yeah. sixty hours a week, plus yep. you're putting out weekly or monthly content. That's yeah. a lot to ask. It is a lot. It is a lot. Um, it was easier. It was T Pig was easier than this for me. I don't know if it was easy. I definitely don't think it was easier for Ryan. Hey, hey what do you? What, what's he doing for you right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are. That. I know he was just on your show. You guys were yes. talking about uh, Incubus. Make Yourself. Yeah, it's twenty my, years old. My favorite Incubus it's, record. That's okay. when the, that was the last good record they put out. In my I agree. Eyes. I agree. And it's my. It's one of my favorite. It's my fall record. Whenever I. Whenever I see like the. <laughs> the leaves whenever changing. I start to see the leaves change and fall to the ground, I think, oh, it's time to put Make Yourself. Your on. eyes glisten a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's time to. It's time to put Make Yourself on. Um. How, so what? What's he? doing what are you guys okay. doing right now uh at the beginning of the year shout out to boyan which is sretton's brother um he he wanted to do like a vinyl review deal and i remember there was a vinyl challenge that i joined in like november and that's a whole nother story but boyan liked that i believe and he wanted to do his own vinyl review type of thing and we set up an instagram page so everybody's welcome to join and you just review a record that you bought so in return, we're doing um, like a vlog video deal where we go to record stores locally and in the Chicagoland area, and we're going to pick out certain records with a theme or a price range and go in there, buy it, give the record store all the publicity that it should have, right? And then pick out a whatever record and then come back and review it. So it's like a oh, cool that's video. awesome. So everyone's involved. So check out at MMP Vinyl Reviews. You know, join us. Everyone's involved. So you buy a record, you want to write. It's kind of like a, a way of looking at like independent journalism connected through social media. Oh, I focusing, might have to do focusing, I might have to get yeah, in on that. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Everyone's invited, like focusing on record collecting culture because it is a culture and it's fun. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. And like trying to keep well, keeping the posi vibe. Any genre goes. Yeah. It could be any course. record. And then you tag the artist and tag the record label and, you know, kind of do our own thing. Like here's a bunch of dudes independently writing about music they love so there's no commercial aspect to it like mm -hmm. you know like a, a pitchfork or something right where right there might be some money being thrown at these people it's like hey some man pay to play type shit yeah you know basically. Andy, you like the you know Soulfly's record last year well cool post it and review it you know like okay. it's all about critical thinking like everyone's involved we'll give you the password so give give, give that website one more time what it's at mmp vinyl reviews so or you could just search on instagram musically meditated vinyl reviews because okay. there's podcasts and vinyl reviews oh mmp of course music yeah meditated it's all good podcast um and then i was going to do a uh, independent radio and that's when i sat down and was by myself playing songs mm -hmm. like doing that to keep current with current music but you know, copyright and ASCAP know, and shit. That shit ain't cheap. So That's why I'm not on YouTube. Right. Because I play. Because I want to be able to play whatever songs I want, and iTunes don't care. Yeah. And but YouTube will. Right. And I don't do YouTube because I. I mean, there's too many restrictions these days. Oh yeah. And I don't want to get claimed. I don't want. I don't want to play a fucking Deftone song. And then all of a sudden, Warner Brothers wants my money. Yeah. Even though I'm not monetized in any way, but they, I don't. I don't want anybody coming after me. We used to get. Um, anytime we'd play something, even when we played music from bands that like local bands like the band low country they have they're through they have like they're with cd baby 
is like their publisher or whatever. And I got an email from CD Baby saying, uh, right through YouTube, saying, you know, don't play this. Really? Yeah. And I was like, they're in the room with us giving us permission to play their music. And they Give were still fuck. being salty about it. YouTube was. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it was it was through CD Baby. Okay. I, but, but because of YouTube's rules right. and what YouTube allows and doesn't allow, they're able to come in and do that. And I, I, YouTube's gotten out of control. I don't even want to get into it. But, yeah, they've gotten out of control with their claims and rights and their rules and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, agree. I think that bands want their music. Wouldn't you want to, free publicity? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, that you know, I play a different song every ep- – I start every episode with a different song. And on my first episode, I did the next episode. I would, I did the instrumental. But I was nervous. I was like, yeah. that's a big record. Yeah. That's a big record company behind it. You know, I, and but, I mean, I, I, I also always think, what are the chances? What are the chances they're going to stumble across my little show? It just takes show? one asshole or one it do, hater it do, yeah, you're right. to report you. It do, yeah, uh, There's a dude who has a really good YouTube. He has a great YouTube channel. His name's Finn McKinty, and he's an ex-hardcore like, punk rocker, and he reviews. But that just happened. Like He'll do really cool videos like what killed Slamcore or what killed Emocore. And he did an Emocore well, one. check those out. And he posted some snips of that, and they made him take it down. And he's like, he's got a really good video about that right now with the copyright issues and you know, if you're a emo core band from like 10 years ago, is it really right. a big deal? Like, I'm actually like doing you a favor. I mean, this guy's got 100,000 subscribers yeah, or something. For sure. Like, you know, that's you're actually hurting the artist when you're that when lower you forget level. about them. Yeah, 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 forget yeah. about them. But even like any of the independent realms of music, like they should embrace that. I, I yeah, And I think the smart ones do. Yeah. I think the smart ones do. Well, we only got a few minutes left here. Okay. I don't want to get into one thing that you actually came to me about yeah. that I had a feeling we were going to get into anyways. Um, now, uh, <laughs> many of your local listeners, and now it's nationwide. People it all around the country be. know about this. Uh, Fair Oaks Farm, located in where I believe Lowell. Is it Lowell? Is it a little south of Lowell? I think so. I want to say it's in between like somewhere like down there in Lowell and Lafayette, in, in, Indiana. Indiana. It's not that. It's closer to here than it is Lafayette. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, it used to be owned by a Chicago Bear before it was Fair Oaks Farm. I did not know that. Yeah, and the Chicago Bear actually was one of the. He was a CTE case who killed himself. Okay. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We have they've discovered a, a group called. Um, Arm, Arm Animal Rights Movement, I Air, believe. Animal Recovery Movement. Animal Recovery Movement, okay. They have spent like the last four years embedded in there getting footage of um, what, since going vegan a year or uh, 14 months ago, I found is common, is normal. The, these videos were actually tame compared to a lot of the videos I've seen. But being that it's in our backyard of Northwest Indiana, the region, People are very up in arms, and they've we've discovered that they are beating the shit out of their calves, leaving them out in 110 degree heat with no shade, um, and uh, then they've always claimed that they do not send their male calves. Now, just so you know, males don't make babies, so they're basically worthless in the dairy industry. So a lot of times, in most cases, they're sent to veal factories. That's disgusting. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I remember when I first learned, I was a I was a kid when I learned that veal was baby cow and I, I stopped eating it. I stopped Same. eating it. I, even before going vegan, I stopped eating veal when I was very young. And, uh, but then they followed them and found out that they're going directly to a veal farm. And even though fair Oaks farms claims they never did that. And, uh, uh, 
You had mentioned that you are interested in vegetarianism and eventually uh, maybe leading that into veganism. Yeah. And that this video has actually inspired you. The video that you can find out online, I believe Vimeo is where it premiered first, but I know... It's 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 very viral. If you haven't seen it yet, and you live in Northwest Indiana, you're probably not on social media. It's like you said, it's uh, nationwide now. It is, yeah, the video is nationwide, and the abuse is worldwide. Yeah, it's that disgusting. kind of the stuff, the type of stuff we see in those videos happens on a daily basis. It is not an isolated incident. It is common practice. Um, the video that turned me on to that kind of stuff was an actual full documentary called Earthlings. Have you seen that yet? No, but I have a story too, like a video that okay. opened my third eye. So what was the, that? It was called Meat. Your meat, your meat. Meet your meat. Yeah, was that with the one where the guy has to go kill? Like it's like a setup video where like a, it's like a dramatic video where it, the guy goes and kills the, the pig himself. It's a it's a PETA video. What what I really remember. This is a long time ago. This is like oh four oh five. Oh okay okay. But they like skinned a particular animal and they showed it and they filmed it like for the fur for the hide. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they just let it die there without its hide. Yes, they you know yeah, like that's looking, another thing. Like, it's like dude, I can't. Leather comes from living animals and they don't kill them before they skin them. Right. It's So my friend showed that to me a long time ago and he was vegetarian and he turned me on to like falafel and you uh, know just yeah. like veggie pizzas and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh I adopted it into my lifestyle around Lent, Lenten season. Yeah. I'm Irish Catholic. Yeah, so, okay. you know, um, Catholics usually just give up meat on Friday. Right. But I, but at the time. But they still eat fish. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, trust me, I don't, Come I don't, on. I don't uh, subscribe <laughs> to everything that Catholicism yeah. has to say by any means. But, you know, we are how we are. And yeah, We are sure. who, who raised us. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, what I decided to do. Was well, I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment and just not eat meat for the entire Lenten season, which is like basically three months. Right. So I've been doing that for a long time. Um, my God, like I said, probably since 2005. So every year, every year. But then there was a time when I started musically meditated. Um, I wasn't eating meat. I think the longest I gave it up was like six months in 2017. Okay. And I just went back out of sh- like just pure laziness. Yeah. That's, that's that, all yeah. it is. And and with that video, it is, um, it's alarming to say the least, but it's definitely going to push me in the right direction to stop eating meat. Like I haven't ate, I haven't had any meat since I've had like that's one good. piece of cheese. Okay. Um, you know, like but, but, baby and, steps, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Well, my one thing I had to say, uh, I remember when um, we first met, you told me that you gave up smoking cold turkey, mm-hmm. that you just stopped and didn't go back. You didn't use any, you didn't use any uh, vapes or anything to help you stop. You just stopped. That's what I did with meat. I didn't start vegetarian and then lean in. I went, I knew I was going to do it. I said one day I was like, okay, I'm going to stop eating meat. Okay. This is like, it's Tuesday. Okay, Sunday will be my last day eating meat. I'm going to eat meat. I'm going to eat whatever I want for the next. And then Monday, I go full cow vegan, just all the way. And that's what I did. Good. I, I think you could do it too, man. All right, thanks, dude. I think you could do it too. If you can give, because I found that giving up meat and cheese, much easier than giving up cigarettes. Yeah, I'm still fucking, cigarettes. I'm Jones still, in. I'm still, well, I mean, I get the vape, you know, and it, it works. I've been pretty cigarette free for the most part. I bum one at work once in a while. But uh, it's hard. I, it, it's tough, dude. It's it's way tough. I I've started, given up a lot of other things that are way easier to give up than 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 cigarettes. But meat and cheese, I thought it was gonna be hard, and 
it's really been not only one of the easiest things I've done, but one of the most rewarding things I've done. Yeah, you look I, great. You look great. Man. Thanks, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I get so much. Like, I started going back to the gym again because I Good. just have so much energy from from eating fully plant based. And I fuck around sometimes. I still eat fucking tortilla chips, or I eat the fake, the Gardein or Morningstar Farms, you know, vegan f- meats and stuff. I don't like to as much, but I eat it more than I'd like to admit. But uh, you know, living fully plant based, I've been. You know, my skin feels better. My my body feels better. I'm putting on muscle f- way fast. Uh, I, I just I have so much energy that I had to start going to the gym again because I wasn't sleeping at night. I was I was wired basically. It's like it's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. But I'm if I, now I I'm I've been I've had my time getting mad at videos of abuse and. Now I feel like people are people have known about animal abuse forever, and here in Northwest Indiana, now that they've seen it in their backyard, all of a sudden they're pissed, and they say we're never going to buy from them again. But you're going to go buy what? Are you going to go buy Dean's? Because Dean's does the same thing. Well, that's what was you alarming know? to me was like, well, their whole Fair Oaks thing was we treat our animals well. This is a family friendly amusement park like fair life is everywhere like i was drinking that shit so it's like this shit's going on at a place that hides under the organic we treat our animals well moniker and that is scary and that's what's most alarming Mm -hmm. for me personally just speaking for me like now i definitely don't want to eat prairie farms shit you know and their processed cheese because if they're treating cows like that here right down the road you know they are all these other factory yeah it's like it's like okay it's been going on in iowa and montana and Missouri and any and Wisconsin, anywhere that there's big Texas, anywhere where there's big cattle farms and anywhere where there's big dairy farms, this stuff happens. And it's a sad fact of life. There is no ethical way around. And I've seen the mental gymnastics people are trying to do. Oh, well, this. Oh, well, grass fed. You know what? A grass fed cow dies the same way. Uh, uh, an oat fed cow dies right. a lot of the w- scared and alone yeah the what about isms that's yeah. going on right now yeah, with dude. with our generation and culture oh it's it's really disturbing oh. and like i said i got triggered with the morrissey stuff and then i got triggered with this fair oak so i really need to give social media a break definitely facebook but i was getting a lot of uh what about what about isms they call them like in reference, like somebody's like, well, you know, this is the cool thing to be pissed about right now. He's like, it'll go in a way in like a couple of weeks. So what about people not getting pissed about mental health with the VA well, shutting like, people down, like going this whole other yeah, like angle, yeah. like, no, let's just focus on the task well, here. You're allowed to be upset about multiple things. Yeah. You're allowed to, you're allowed to like mental health is another thing Huge that I, deal. that would be like, if I, if I was to start a charity, you know, one of the, it would probably be a, a mental health charity. It'd be either that or animal rights. Okay. You know, one of the two. But I'm allowed to be mad about both. I'm allowed to be mad about the way Trump acts. I'm allowed yeah. to be mad about gay bashing. I'm allowed to be mad about religious inequalities and, you know, and all these different. I'm allowed to be mad about gentrification, you know, whatever. Yes. Uh, it, it, the what the abouts only exist in the minds of people who are too lazy to stop their activities in, in that thing that you're mad about. Exactly. You're mad about this right now. I'm not. So all I have to say, I'm so lazy that I can't come up with an argument to, as to why I'm not mad. So I'm just going to project I'm gonna, what I'm mad I'm, about. About something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, 
Yeah, it's sick. It's and very la- it's a very lazy it is. approach lazy. to um I don't know, debate. I mean It is on. no debate. It, there's no debate, debate is like, dead. You're either you're either on a high horse and you're super right or you're canceled. You're canceled right away. Culture. Yeah, you don't, don't nothing you say is valid. Mm-hmm. And I think it, yeah, it's just very uh apathetic and uh, it just it, it 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 wipes things under rugs that that like that don't need to be wiped under the rug. The, you know, we need to bring things to light and have engaged, informed, intelligent debate, not just I'm right, you're wrong, you're canceled, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And I think that's what's going on right now in Northwest Indiana on Facebook about Fair Oaks Farm. Yeah, and cool. my thing is, hey, if if you're not vegan or if if you're vegan or if this doesn't make you go vegan – Shut the fuck up. I agree with you to a certain extent. Uh, not so much getting on a high horse like you need to be A or B. But if you didn't like I had a post and I stand by this. I'm, you know, if that video didn't make you cry or get really upset and didn't make you question and think about where your meat and dairy is coming from. Right. I have nothing in common with you. Right. As a human being. Yeah, and I'll no. leave it at that. Like, you know, we live in a time where we are very responsible for um you know, people that can't defend themselves like children or animals, you know, and that's what we have to do as a culture. And if you have the means financially to avoid certain things, yeah, like meat, like if you, you know, if you, if that's actually doable for you, then why not try it? Yeah, it, you know, it's definitely question? doable. I mean, I do it on my, I mean, I, I might make more money than some people, but I'm still definitely just middle class, you know, and I, I we make it work. You know, plants aren't expensive. True. Yeah, you know, plant. When you start getting into the fake meats and stuff, that's when the shit gets in the Whole Foods, going to Whole Foods for everything. Yeah, whole check. Yeah, that's yeah, whole check. Whole check. <laughs> yeah, you walk out of there, spend a hundred bucks, you got one bag. You got one bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it. I've but done the it. conspiracy behind that too to eat healthy is very expensive. I mean, that just tells you everything right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, a cheeseburger costs ninety nine cents. True. A salad costs three ninety nine. There you go. And but I think that's just another way to keep people eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, to make that cheap choice when it should be the other way around. Considering how much water it takes to for one cheeseburger, you know, you could take a shower for six months and let the water run for the same amount of water it takes to make one hamburger to feed one cow. Here's here's my question for you, Andy. Going vegan, I'm lazy in the fact of cooking and the availability. That's my mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm. You know, like working twelve hours. I could tell you all my excuses, right? But right. just being honest to myself and keeping it real, like to make the time to do meal prep would just be a huge step for me. See, so, I don't, I don't, I don't even meal prep. You don't, I don't know if you follow my, uh, Andy and Rachel eat plants. I remember or, something. Yeah. I don't, I remember that, I don't know if like that's that. what we call Andy and Rachel's plant life. I'll check it out. Yeah. It's my, our Instagram page where I, where I showcase our plant-based dishes that we make or plant-based cool. restaurants we go to. And, um, I don't meal prep at all. I I'll buy, I'll prep a list of ingredients for things I want to make, but I make everything on the spot that night. But you were a cook before this, though, right? No, no. no I mean, I'd fuck around in the kitchen. I was decent. Now, I I mean, I'm shocked at my skills. But that's a huge step of being a vegan like that. I, I, It's hard for me to cross that bridge because, okay, 4th of July is coming along. Right. All right. So I don't want well, any of the that, extra attention of like, I'm not, I don't want a hot dog because people will corner you like, why don't you want a hot dog, bro? See, and that's that the, shit's annoying. That's their issue, True. not yours. True. That's their issue, not yours. You just say, because I don't want to. Yeah. Cause I don't want to. And that's when you go on 4th of July. That's when you run out to whole foods and get a pack of beyond burgers, right? Take them to the fucking, take them to the, to the barbecue, to the throw them on the grill, just alongside it. You know, 
right next to everyone else's, you know, I mean, yeah, you might get a little fucking meat juice from theirs on yours, yeah, but you're making, yeah, 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 shit. yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you'll, if you go vegan, you start to worry about that stuff more, but at first, you know, you're, you're at least you're making those choices. And I know some people that, that they do know the truth. They are lack of a better word, woke yeah. to what goes on, but yet they still choose to eat meat. And I can't disrespect them for that because at least they did the research. That's who I am. At least right they made the yeah, yeah. At least they made the conscious effort to not be comfortably blind and it comfortably ignorant to it. They know what's going on and they make their choice. Now, at then right there, like that's the end of the conversation. Cool, that's what you're doing. But I want to talk to the people who are like, oh, I, I don't really want to. I don't care and I don't want to know. You know, that's where it bothers me. It bothers it's like me you too. need to know a little. You need to. You know, you wouldn't want to, you want to know where, what you're putting in your body, where it's coming from. And, you know, one, one pack of ground beef could have up to fucking a hundred different cows parts in it. It's so gross. Dude. And from, from, from 12 different countries, you know, it's like, Hey, I know that this fucking ear of corn was grown in this spot. And that's another thing. Like. All the, you know, we live in Indiana. There's more than corn in Indiana. You know, like 90% of the crops grown here in Indiana are for feed, not for human consumption. That's gross. That goes to that all that land, all that farmland you see in Northwest Indiana. None of that's going to humans. Though we're not eating that food. That food's going to feed cows in Texas. That's gross. You know, it's crazy, ain't it? It is crazy, dude. It is crazy. Um, I do like the direction, though, on a positive that the, the how the fast food markets are, you know, carrying the, the Impossible Burger. Yeah, they're opening up. Their, they they got to know that, hey, they're going to lose money if they don't because veganism is on the rise. Um, and why not have a, a veggie burger option? Yeah, why not? Why not why have not? something? Because you want if it's, it's smart business. It is. If you want to cater to everybody. And I think White Castle was one of the first to do it. They got the Impossible mm-hmm. Sliders. Yeah. Now, I thought they were kind of gross. I like them. Really, I didn't care for them. Right. I didn't care for it, but uh, because they have, well, it, it'd be helpful if they had some vegan cheese on it. They don't got vegan yeah, cheese do yet. Not. Vegan cheese makes a world of difference on any on any fake meat, um, and that's another What's thing. What's a good like, vegan cheese? Chow. Okay. They're made. Uh, it's C H A O, and it is made by Field Roast is the company, and they make the best, the best uh, like sausage, plant based sausages and burgers. They're not in the freezer section. They're in the fresh. Sex, usually in the produce section. Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. Field roast. They make awesome shit. Uh, they're, they're probably my favorite, and they make the best cheese. They got like a like a cayenne tomato or a tomato habanero or something like that. Fucking killer. Not a, it, it doesn't melt that great, but it's still <laughs> it's, it's fucking good. I, I try to stay away from Daya. Daya is the big one that everyone loves man you're blowing up over there sorry dude. it's cool it's cool uh <laughs> is the one that everyone off. that everyone that seems to be the most popular but i actually find it to be the least tasty okay. and the le- the most gluey yeah. when it melts but it's not bad like, i've had some bad it's what it's cheese. what it's what tomato bar out in chester or out in uh, valpo and Sherville. they use on their pizzas they use dia and it's, do they on all their pizzas no 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 just on their, on their, vegan, vegan, on their pizza? vegan pizzas okay. yeah and it could just be kind of like it could be kind of elmer's gluey Hmm, in gross. a way but yeah but it, it's still, you get used to it You're trying but, to sell me no, on this but it, it, it doesn't taste bad texturally it's not the best okay but i am i'm a big fan of the chow chow kicks chow? ass wow. yeah we we whenever we see it whenever we can get it we buy it um it has to be a good bond too between your you and your you and your lady yeah right? yes yeah for sure uh she i went vegan and then um we weren't together yet 
Um, and she was like, and I started talking to her about, I went vegan, like the weekend I met her and the weekend I went vegan were like the same time. Special so, times. So she was like, I started talking to her about it and, and she's like, all right, I'm going to try it. I think she thought in her head, like, Hey, if I'm going to keep this dude, I might have to do this. <laughs> and she was, But she already wasn't really on the meat train hardcore. It was really, it really grossed her out in a lot of ways. So she was, she was kind of like looking for a for a good time and a good reason to quit. And I think just meeting me and, and as, as I was very passionate about it from the jump. And I think that was able to, so a week later she stopped. So our vegan, vegan versaries are one week apart from each other. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's, we've been a great help to each other. We keep each other in line. We keep each other focused on the, on the task of, of staying vegan and, and like, Oh, don't buy those shoes. They got leather on them and stuff like that. That's been my biggest thing. I, 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 for my clothing, clothing, because I love shoes and getting non leather shoes are, you it's know, hard. it's hard. Uh, Adidas does a pretty good job and Vans do a pretty good job, which also happens to be my favorite companies. So they do a pretty good job of keeping the animal products off the, off their shoes for the most part. Um, and like, I got this, I got a leather couch. But I got it before I went vegan. (laughs) But the funniest thing was I went vegan in April of 2018. In July 2018, I bought a new car. Didn't even think about it when I'm driving off the lot. Oh, shit. I just bought a car with leather seats. Leather seats, I mean, it's already bought and paid for. It's a used car. You know, I didn't choose to. It didn't even dawn on me. One step at a time. That's one thing about veganism. I I do forget, you know, the whole leather thing. And it's It's, a big deal. It is. It's tough. That's a big deal. Um, you, You make it work. You make it work. I I, I still got to get some new boots at work. I've been wearing leather boots at work for a while. I got to get some new boots so like I can. I said, if you financially can do that, and you have, you know, if if you yeah. can pull that off, hey, why vans not are try? vans are inexpensive. Chuck Taylors are inexpensive, yeah. and those those are just made out of canvas, canvas. for the most part. Yeah, you, um, but yeah, shame on Fair Oaks Farm. Yeah, I hate them. And they're no, but to be honest with you guys, they're no different than any other dairy farm across the world. And uh, I think you should really go on. You go on YouTube and check out just earthlings okay it's narrated by uh joaquin phoenix and it will open your eyes to every single aspect of the animal f- of, of humans using animals for any sort of consumption was it on, was it on netflix at one time no it's never, never? made it to netflix okay. but if you want some there's some good forks i've over, watched a few on forks netflix. over knives yeah, what, the health, what the those health those are both those both had big influences on me like it was um what the health was my health influence and earthlings was my cruelty consciousness mm-hmm. uh environmental uh a cowspiracy is another good one which is all about the uh, animal agriculture and the environment uh but if you think those videos from dairy from the from pharaoh's farm are bad uh earthlings will yeah. i i had to bite my fucking fist man to not ball yeah yeah i had to look i looked away from the screen and that was when i was like you know what fuck it this is it i'm going hardcore and now for me there's no middle ground there's no middle ground. You either are or you aren't. There's a war for these fucking helpless animals' lives. And, uh, I mean, I'm not a super protesty guy. I ain't going to go down to Fair Oaks Farm with a sign in my hand. Mm-hmm. I got a job. Yeah. I got a house to maintain. Yes. We got a little girl. I, I'll, I'll teach to each one teach one. And I'm down with that, but you're not going to catch me out there with a sign in my hand. I'm not going to be militant, but my mindset is that way. Like, like I said, it's, it's a war for the souls of these fucking helpless creatures. Mm-hmm. And anything I can do. To better my body and my spirit, that's another. It's just like a weight. Yeah. It's a weight. When you eat in your plate and you're loving what you're eating and you're knowing that nothing, you're knowing that nothing suffered for it. 
It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling for your heart, and it's a good feeling to stay positive. And you know what? It's helped me connect with bands too that I've always loved. Like, like oh, I've I've connect harder with with uh, Gorilla Biscuits now because I know that they got you know they're vegan. Earth Crisis. Earth Crisis. Yeah. Uh, I just I feel Morrissey and the Smiths. Yeah, he was like the first. He was the first. I mean, Meat is Murder. We know that Doyle from the Misfits. Fucking, uh, what's his name from uh, Quicksand and Deftone? Sergio from Sergio. Quicksand and Deftone. Wu-Tang as well, man. Wu-Tang now. They've, yeah, a they've... lot of them. I, I know Mastakilla is straight up vegan. But I think I, a couple of them are now, yeah, I mean, for I, sure. I know that uh, you know there was rhymes by the RZA and Jizza, you know, long, old school shit where yeah. they were promoting vegetarianism lifestyles and stuff. So, yeah, man, it's been around. And it seems like the ones that have the most to say I'll listen to mm-hmm. like that I can identify with. So like all those bands we just mentioned are artists. It's like, yeah, I can identify with them. And there has always been something appealing to me too about vegetarianism or veganism. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's just my conscience. Or, it is. It or is. Whatever it's the, talking it's, to me. It's the positive. Uh, it's the positive side of your soul talking to you, dude. That's the way. I mean, not to sound like a fucking hippie. <laughs> Go on <laughs> <up> the <a> tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's what it is, man. It's just it's a spirit lifter, dude. I don't, I can't explain it. And I was a lifelong meat motherfucker. I ate meat for the first thirty-seven years of my life, and to 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 where I was on the ground because I ate too much. Going, oh, oh, mm-hmm. I ate too much. Get the meat sweats. Yeah, like oh, why did I eat two? <laughs> why did I eat two giant roast beefs from JJ's? Oh, uh, why? Damn. Yeah, one time. One time, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a there's a story behind it and everything. Oh, why did I do the fucking hundred wing challenge? All that oh. shit, man. And uh, you know what? I learned that a lot of times it's not the meat that tasted good; it's what's on the meat. Like it's the sauce, yeah. not the chicken wing. When you give it up yeah. for a while, and I gave it up for like six months or whatever, and went back, like I didn't like the consistency. Right? It's yeah. You, it's weird, yeah. and like the whole taste and everything. Like your your taste buds do change. Right. So I just need to stop being a lazy ass and do it. You well, know. man, I'm going to let you get out of All here right. so you can go check out Nails tonight. That's going to be Nails. a fun, brutal show. Don't get hurt. I won't. Uh, I'm in the rear with the beer for sure. Yeah, in the rear with the beer. <laughs> for sure. Uh, were you in the rear for beer for Misfits? I know you got to go see Misfits. I did go see Misfits. I was in seats, so yeah. I was, was that killer? Seating. It was killer, man. I know a few people who went. That's yeah. awesome. It was my second time, and it's cool seeing Yeah, I saw him at Riot too. Fest. That was really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. You got. I meant to bring that up earlier, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. But uh, promote. What you got, what you got. Tell everybody about everything. Yeah, everybody check out Musically Meditative Podcast. It's available on all podcast listening platforms. Also on YouTube, hit subscribe. Share with people that uh, would enjoy that kind of content. It's it's it's. I would and say it, it's a if music, you're looking for new music, music, new music. It's, it's a, a good, good place. spot to go. And you know, I I guess I, I focus more on heavy metal, punk, and hip hop, and all the subgenres. So if those are three yeah. genres that you're into, it's a good place to check out, man. Killer, man. Well, so, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, dude. Right, dude. This was really fun. It was fun. I'm hopefully get back over at, yeah, at, yeah, uh, over at Green over. Door Studios yeah, sometime soon. For sure. Hell yeah! And in, have fun with Matt and Jared. I will. I will. Now, we're gonna go out with one of your favorites. Okay. Girlfriend in a coma, I know, I know it's serious. Girlfriend in a 